Hey, hi, hello, how are you, and how's it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast, I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. How are you feeling today? A little tired. I've been really? using an app to monitor my my energy throughout the day. Okay, and how's that going? People usually have a boost in the morning and then have an energy dip later on in the day. Yes. Uh, after lunch, but it, you don't have to eat anything for that to happen. It just like naturally happens Wear your, your body circadian out. and or ultradian rhythms. Shout out to both of those rhythms. Uh, so, you know, I've done lots of sleep experiments. And now I'm trying out Quite a few. just like reducing my sleep debt overall. So I'm seeing if this app is at all Sleep good. debt. Sleep debt. Like when you uh, when you don't sleep enough and you accumulate a sleep debt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it claims to be able to calculate that based on like your sleep over the past year, which you always yeah. have on your phone now. Uh, God, that's true. Most things that say anything about sleep are very inaccurate. Who would have I'm I'm trying to try listening to those directions to see what it does for me. I've been taking a nap every day. Are you about using? This time, I'm usually asleep. Oh, this is super good that we're recording now. Are you using that uh, set of monitor things that you? Uh, manufactured together. I didn't manufacture. Last- <laughs> I ordered them from a sketchy Bulgarian company. Thank Bulgarian you. company. That's what I wanted to say. Eastern um, European. Yes, it was Bulgarian mostly company. just like blank chips that I like attached to my head with good. like custom made sweat, like a, just like a sweatband. <laughs> Uh, You're no, not using I that, shorted that out very quickly. Good. Okay, that's great. That's a my good that's brain a sign so of quality. Powerful. That was definitely what it was, and not the. Bu- yeah, I'm also <laughs> looking at you like. You're straight down the barrel of my mic arm, yeah. and then your mic is in the way of your face. So I'm yeah. really just like, it's very tech in here. It's very intrusive. It might as yeah. well not even be in the same room. Honestly, my I need to do something with my mic arm because it won't let the microphone sit up and stay that way. It will always droop down, so I have to keep it like this overhang kind of way in front of me, and it very much blocks my face all the time, and I feel... I feel like there was some way to get you to a point where I get to go. Well, you better go catch it. <laughs> but I couldn't. I couldn't parse it's it tough. out. Listen, uh, we now you know. Over, me if I said, "Is your microphone running?" <laughs> over five years now of doing podcasts, it is not easy to improv <laughs> some shit. Um, but Improv's anyway, all I do. What are you talking about? Absolutely. Um, a quick. Do it. Uh, should we do? The, yeah, let's do it. Just mention do it. A uh, quick. Um, I have a mention, and then I have a quick. Uh, WGA strike update thing. Um, my mention is I saw Insidious the Red Door in theaters. Which Insidious is this? This is the fifth and presumably final The current, one. Currently being claimed final. Yes. Final. Even, final. But it's just called the Red Door. It's not called the Final Door. Even well, though they probably is... learned from like Friday 13th not to call it the Final Chapter. If you're gonna Hilariously have enough, there is a movie called Insidious the Last Key. But that's the last key. Yes, not this is the red last chapter. Correct. Yeah, it's not a final chapter. It's not anything. We got that all regard. the keys out of the way. Now we're getting all the doors now out of the way. Now we're finishing the door. Now is there's, there's not like the like the epilogue doormat. Then we'll be fine. You know, <laughs> just a big scary welcome mat on the poster for the next Insidious sounds awesome. Um, I would give it a. Uh, I would probably give it a smiley face. I think it was fine. Patrick Wilson ended up directing it Ooh. this time, which is interesting. They're letting Patrick um, Wilson get away with everything. He does a lot now. Um, he he stars in it. He uh, directed it. And the, uh, this kind of talks to the quality. Like, it's perfectly fine. It's it's. I think it's cut too short in a lot of... Like, the too much fat is trimmed that they cut out some meat 
I'll put it that way, mm. um, in terms of the edit. But, like, there's some stuff in there that's pretty solid. Though the plot basically goes... Plot, scare, 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 plot, plot, scare, 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 plot, scare, 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 plot. Like, it's a lot of literally scenes transitioning to just be another scare. And you're like, okay, great. It's like, if you want I I... This is the the whole era. That, I know that yeah. Insidious is responsible for Conjuring. Yes, but Conjuring is the one that ushered in the era of nonstop jump scares, yes. which I fucking hate. And it's not me too. It, they literally desensitized me to jump scares. So on the bright side, now I get to watch now whatever movie I want without. <laughs> uh, but on the negative side, like if you're watching that and you're not getting got by the jump scares, and those movies are so goddamn boring. Exactly, that I, I cannot watch them straight. Yeah, and in order to shove in all those jump scares, yeah, they remove a bunch of. Like potentially cool plot stuff. Like there's not, if you read through the Wikipedia pages for the Conjuring, there's no reason on earth that I should not love those be movies. Intri- yeah, and at I least hate, be like engaged like the whole them. time, going like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah, what a ridiculous thing to happen next. First Insidious, yeah. that was awesome. Really like First Insidious. Yeah. As, as, I just, as, was, as you put very eloquently on our Discord <laughs> when I asked the question about like Insidious and that those types of movies, uh, First Insidious rules and. The rest and all of the conjuring drool. <laughs> yes. The rest in both of those series is drool. Drool. Um, but he also the the highlight for me was the end credits are a cover of a song called Stay by Shakespeare's sister, done by Ghost Ooh. with Patrick Wilson. Ooh. It's a duet with Patrick Wilson. What does he do? He sings. How though? Well, but- he was in Phantom of the Opera in two thousand four. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, like, does he does he use like an operatic voice, or does he like do screamo, or does he like? No, it's I meant like literally closer to opera. I mean, like, stay is like a ballad type from the early '90s. I want to say maybe late '80s. So like, why is Ghost doing it? Because they love doing covers. I, <laughs> I think they were just also just, fans I of this love, shit. I They're love like, Ghost, hey, we're cool. Yeah, that's, Ghost um, love doing Ghost rules. Their fucking cover of Jesus, He Knows Me, is so fucking sick. Which is a fucking Genesis song from Phil Collins. Like yeah, it's great stuff. Um, that oh, was my highlight Genesis of the from film. Phil Collins. It'd be Phil Collins from, from Genesis because it's during Genesis. Yeah. Time. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was my mention. Do you have any mentions? Mm, nope. Okay. Um, I just want to do a quick uh, thing. I, this was brought to my attention. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I did watch the whole last season of Black Mirror. Thoughts. This uh, is the sixties, we- like the latest ago. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kind of thumbs down, dude. Did the Americans really? get a hold of it? I no. feel like the Americans got a hold of it. It's somebody it's else all got a Netflix hold of it. Now, yeah, but that's I'm the Americans. Pretty sure Charlie Brooker is still. I'm pretty sure the guy who was in charge of it is still in charge of it. It was maybe two light sci-fi episodes, and the rest were straight. Hard. I heard they're all like. I heard they're all not um like futuristic this season. Like there's like one much closer that has to Twilight Zone. Stuff. Than Black Mirror, which okay. is like not why we're there, you know. And the ones, and like a lot of them were just like, "This is garbage, dude. This is wow. like late, late seasons tales from the crypt. I don't want this." Wow, you know? scathing so review. Pick it up, Black Mirror. That was not. Go I mean, watch there's... the episode where David Cameron fucks a pig live on television. <laughs> oh, still... AKA, the, AKA the first episode. That's such a fucking shot across the bow when you go on Netflix, going, "Hmm, I'm gonna watch this." Everyone's interesting... talking about Black Everyone's Mirror. Everyone's talking about Black Mirror. This sci-fi look into the future and the first one is the I, prime minister i had to, to show camera. i had to show the move the the show to someone recently yes who'd never seen any of it which is like almost unheard of in this day and honestly time. yeah 
So I was like, well, I want to skip the first episode, not because I don't like it. I do like it. It's a great episode, episode. actually. Uh, But it is like you're going to get the wrong idea about what the show is. But also, if I don't show you the first episode first, then you're going to get a different experience than everybody else got. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is what you just said about that is so funny because it is oddly enough. It's exactly it's it's a perfect like thesis statement of the show because the show talks a lot about media and like repert like how we interact with media and through what they usually use technology yeah, and yeah. sort of extended things no, but how I'm we not relate saying it doesn't yeah. fit in That's the show saying, yeah. thematically it is on it's on it's par on it's all that but like when the first episode is <laughs> like hey this guy's got to fuck a pig <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah, uh, like, it's just it doesn't no, no, that's, it yeah. the wrong idea it's not going to be all that you know like it's the not second all. episode for example that's exactly like this is what the show is the like. second episode uh the one where they have to run on the treadmill all the time and there's that show oh yes singing one and oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, that one that one that one works yeah that should be the first episode no i no, i love i love coming in so hot with that's what he did it was terrible <laughs> oh my god yeah so uh a <laughs> little bit of a thumbs down there's there are definitely at least one or two good episodes okay. in, in the new season but it's uh Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Keep that in mind. I'm not coming out as strong at the gate. What a shame. Uh, oh, well. All right. Now do your thing. Um, yeah, just a quick update on the WGA strike entering its 70th. That's the Writers Guild of America. Writers Guild of America. Um, this was just a little bit of discussion from studio executives, anonymous in this, uh, to Deadline. I'm just going to read a quote and I'm just going to let you kind of see how the engagement and discourse between these two entities is and where the studios are at in their very cool and very reasonable businessman logic. Quote, The end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses, a studio executive told Deadline. Acknowledging the cold-as-ice approach, several other sources reiterated the statement. One insider called it a, quote, cruel but necessary evil. Hey, Fuck you. <laughs> a very non-anonymous source said, fuck that shit. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's where it's going. God. So keep fucking supporting that strike. <laughs> yes, and I believe you're, you've you found a, a link through which people can yeah. donate to them. There's just an entertainment community fund that helps out people who are in the entertainment industry, who are struggling. It happens. It's... It applies to the writer's strike, mm-hmm. but it also just generally helps out artists for housing and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we'll put the link down there. Yeah. I'd be interested to see like how they select who receives yes. the funds and what cut of their profits Goes actually where. go. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so skeptical of nonprofits these days, but that's, hey, um, listen, very healthy. Yeah. So we will have that link for you. Yeah. Um, I hopefully will remember to go find some other links in case Please do. you, uh, uh, if you're feeling so inclined to donate while you're doing other it, people yeah. who have been in need of your help and could always the whole time probably yes. use your help more, if anything. I don't want, yeah. I don't want to say more or less, but come on. Some people are like, come on, come on. Yeah, totally. You no. Know, uh, some people are probably writers themselves too. So you never know. Um, it's really hard to choose where no, to donate your money to, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, you're totally right in discussing this. It is very funny, the caveat coming in going, I'm sure some of them are writers as well. It's like, no, 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 it's fine. We should definitely be giving to them. Well, it's like, I, should, I don't know how I just to... like the, like, I want to tie, tie this up with a bow. They could also... Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, I always feel like there's a more direct way to donate to. Yes, absolutely. People... Mutual aid funds, for example, in your city. Yes. That will see 
that's always tough because it's like, hey, we should put a mutual aid fund. And the link is like, should we put in Richmond's or should we find an aggregate? You know mm, what I mean? Like, that's like, the only problem yeah. with local. No, like, no, no. My point is suggesting you, you yeah. listener should go find On your a own. good mutual aid yes. fund for your own town or city. You and, absolutely and should. 100%. Set up a recurring donation because part of the yes. money you make is off the backs of the people who are impoverished and live in your yes. area. I'll and stop now. Do, and doing the one-time payment is a very nice dopamine hit and is a one-time payment. Like, yeah. doesn't hit that recurring. Keep, yes, absolutely. If and you don't can. tell anybody can, yeah. about it, that's how you feel real good about yourself. Then you know you're better than everyone else. <laughs> I uh, love. I love finding the. <laughs> The ways to ego drive people into consistently donating to I wish those it was in need. Not easy. Honestly, I wish. What are we talking about today, though? Jacob's ladder. Ooh, there's three. I like that. There are three that I know of. One of them is that piercing that you do all the way up your penis. Gee, with, the, whoa. with the bars that go all the way up. Oh, know? I did not yeah. know that. So it looks like a little ladder going up the bottom of your dick. I only know the Prince Albert. <laughs> We think we talked about this last time. Yeah, I believe so. I think because we were talking about Jake. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there is also Jacob's ladder, as in, in the Bible, the ladder that Jacob saw in his dream. Yes. Uh, and then there's this movie, 1990 Jacob's Ladder, also a remake. I heard. Yeah. I don't know. I watched the trailer that. for it and went, no, probably not. I heard they shifted from the the main character discovering stuff about himself to discovering stuff about his brother. Yeah, I think his brother comes back Which, from... Why, well, would yeah. you, why would you shift that off from... You know, that's not important. How? Why? Yeah. We're doing 1990s Jacob's Ladder. Yes. You can catch that on Hoopla, Hoopla. Canopy. Remember all that Writer Strike stuff? We're only doing Hoopla Canopy still. Stuck off in, in Prestige and... We'll bleed those fucking studios dry. <laughs> <laughs> Support your libraries. Yes. Too, I guess. Take literally cancel all those subscriptions and then take that money and donate it to people in need in your community. There you go. <laughs> Maybe make that recurring Netflix subscription go to Into a, a mutual recurring aid. mutual aid yeah, fund. Yes. You, um, <laughs> you know, I know you're stealing Netflix from somebody else's so, account yeah. anyways. Well, like, then count that this is the tax for stealing yeah, the Netflix. Your, your share of what <laughs> yes. you would pay on that Netflix account, send it to someone else. Exactly. Um, I love guilting our audience and Canopy. <laughs> yeah, both of them. You can find out where this movie is streaming or the movies are streaming on thebloodystream.com. That's it. Hell yeah. What would you rate this movie, Brian? I like this movie a lot. I would definitely give this a Mr. Cool. I could be talked into a GSA, but... I'm definitely Mr. Cool. Yeah. But there are some things that I think have like perma blocked its its access to ghost oh, alien wow. you know Interesting. i think it, i think it got blocked off for me it was very it was excited cruising. to see that though. it was yeah, cruising like there's a lot for a while. while uh this is my first time watching it too and i feel like this, yeah, is, this here. is a yeah. big one yeah uh warnings i mean it's in a, it's in a, i didn't it acted like it was gonna be super dark and intense but i didn't think it was that it's that as the only thing to think about here is like it's from 1990 so, like, for us, 30 years of things that have taken their cues from this movie have come out and mm, have yeah. gone way harder than this. So, like, if you don't like, I'll say this, if you don't like hospital stuff, there's a sequence that you probably might be upset by. But other than that, I really, and even that's like a soft warning. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's ridiculous there is reference and off-screen child death but yes it's all from the past so it's like you know not as exactly. violent as you might think 
that's not. Hey, what's up? And, then, and that's that's about no, that's there's, really, there's, uh, there is uh, blatant racism because there's flashbacks to Vietnam yes, scenes where people yeah, yeah, are yeah. very racist during that. There was a use of a word that I thought was uh, just a fun, silly, non-related word, and then I found out, oh, it is racist in this movie. Mm. Yeah. We'll have to <laughs> carefully discuss that. I don't know how to not. <laughs> Double income, no kids. That's what it was. Double income. Just do that as an acronym. Like a... Oh, I have heard that. Yes. That I, I know one. that as... though. Uh, yeah. I'll say this... In this way, so it works because it's weird. The there's a character, there's a, a couple on the show Doug called the, I think they're called the Dinks. I think that's just the what Dinkle they're Bergs. called. Dinkelbergs. Thank you. Yeah. But that's for that was a reference to double income, no kids, mm. because they have a bunch of money and they let Doug, like you know, uh, Mr. Dinkelberg uses like lets yeah. him use his house and like basement and stuff. I feel because like, he's like I don't have children. Uh, <laughs> What's her face? Like the robot lady in The Good Place always uses that word as well. Yes. Not even to mean double no. income no kids, just as a funny word. As like a funny word, but apparently it does seem to have. I have heard that. I didn't know if it was true or not. I... It shows up here. Okay. Spoiler alert. That's a bummer because that word fucking it's, rips. I, this is the thing where it's like, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they were also using it to mean a silly, <laughs> some silly guys. <laughs> no other warnings, really, there. Uh, yeah. The vibe is, like, it's 1990. It definitely, I feel like, has, clo- it's, like, starts pushing 90s faster than you would think for a 1990 film. Yes, but it's also evoking, it's doing a bit of 70s nostalgia. Oh, yeah. In the 90s, like, Think how we would treat like the early two thousands now. Yeah, because it's sort like seventies flashing back to wait. No, no, it's no, all it yeah, all takes place all in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. mid seventies to early seventies yeah. is what it's flashing back to. Um, but yeah, this was made in nineteen ninety, so like a little yeah. bit like kind of trying to evoke some of those vibes, but yeah. not really. Should you watch the movie first? Yes, yes, for sure, one hundred percent. I you. This yes. movie's famous enough to where I would have thought that I would just like know what's happening going, and I did not. Did not, yeah. Um, so that made it like a lot of. It's a mystery in large part, you know. Yeah, in yeah, it's got a horror paintbrush, but it's it's a psychological thriller mystery. It's about you know? unraveling. Yeah. At least in the first view, it's about unraveling what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. say it that way. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, it, yeah. hop in there. Absolutely. Dropping onto our nice seventies mattress that definitely doesn't have a bunch of stains on it to do a sensual thumb circle and open the spoiler configuration. Jacob of Jacob's ladder, ladder. The eponymous. We start <laughs> ladder. in 1971's Vietnam. Yes. Da Nang. Da Nang. Uh, he is hanging out with all of his other Vietnam buddies. They're doing the, the yes. typical, it's the 70s Vietnam I, thing. They don't. Saying bad words. They and, don't play it, but I heard the song Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater yeah. Revival during this entire sequence, even though it was not playing. <laughs> yeah, they're all having a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to send, like, it, the, the Viet Cong attack. Yeah, and it, uh, an explosion goes off and it's straight into war. Yes. And the weird thing is that one of them starts saying something about his head doesn't feel right. Yes. And another one starts like 
doesn't even get to Almost talk. a seizure, he like convulsing yeah. and like spewing convulsing. up blood Thank on the you. ground. Uh, Jacob is there, Tim played Robbins. by Tim Robbins of uh, of a Shawshank, Shawshank fame? Redemption. Yes, hey. that was like I only know three years after it, this I movie. Yeah, I would not have known. Um, Tim Robbins, who I'll just say it now, is fucking incredible in this whole of course, movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what else is he famous from? I Bunch like that of name st- is like really. Um, He's known for his Mystic River. He was in Mystic River, yes. The player, Howard the Duck. This can't be right. The player was. This cannot be right. The player was for, from around this time for, as well. But for Tim Robbins, you can't have Howard the Duck as his third known <laughs> That's for. That's objectively. When he's in Shaw, the That's main character so in Shawshank. That, this has, is Shawshank not in his known for? No. Then it's what? Dead, then it's Dead Man Walking, and that's it. Wow. Uh, he's been, he was in a million different, he's in so much shit. You like throw a rock at a fucking VHS collection and you'll hit something with him in it. He's in Green Lantern. Oh, how unfortunate. Oh yeah. He's the, yeah. I fucking remember him in Green Lantern. Wow. Um, the only thing I remember about, well, I remember a bunch about Green Lantern, but the fact that I love about Green Lantern is it was directed by the same guy who directed Casino Royale. And it's just like, what a fall from, like, what a fucking L to take. You know what I mean? He's um, the president in Austin Powers, the spy who shagged Yes. He, he he has the great line where Dr. Evil asks for a billion dollars in 1969, and they all start laughing, and he goes, why don't you just ask for a million bajillion dollars? <laughs> that's him? Yes, that's him. <laughs> There's so many movies that he's better known for, and Howard the Duck is, like, older than all of them. So Howard why? The I was thinking maybe it's because it's newer ones, but no. <laughs> yes. Um, well, doesn't make any sense, IMDb. Speaking of interesting, these are not known for because this is a lot of what these people did, but the director and writer have very interesting known fors. Uh, the director, Adrian Lin, his first known for is Jacob's Ladder. Cool. But apparently, my man was into some was into some hot and heavy stuff in terms of his directing, because his other ones are Flashdance, Indecent Proposal, and Fatal Attraction. I heard Fatal Attraction. Literally just got horned up in, like, has all of these movies that are, like, romance or, like, erotic in some way, and then it's like, by the way, an interesting meditation on, you know, what happened. You know, like our our interpretations of like dealing with death and grief and stuff. I mean, maybe this right was, in the middle this of was it, him cracking open his sexuality with Jesse. The next, the next movie he does is one where fucking Robert Redford, <laughs> where Robert Redford pays to have sex with Woody Harrelson's wife. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Tell me more about. Th- okay, you know what? We're getting it's, off it, topic. That's the indecent proposal. <laughs> I do want to know more about that plot. Like, um, that that plot already got. Me, and the dude. I'm watching it. <laughs> Oh, the writer for this is also interesting. Uh, the writer for this is what is his full for an indecent name? proposal? No, for Jacob's Ladder. Oh, cool, because I have so many questions. Bruce about that Joel movie. Bruce Joel Rubin wrote Jacob's Ladder. He also wrote Ghost, which with, is interesting. Uh, with Swayze? Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore came out the same year. These 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 were his two movies that year, which is that's fucking a insane. Hell of a double feature. Um, Deep Impact, that's a, which that's is a real that's a real Barbieheimer. That's what Shouts that's what out Barbie Heimer, that's what we're that's talking right. about these days, right? Absolutely. Um, also did Deep Impact, which is one of those meteorite, uh, an asteroid hitting the Earth movies. Cool. Um, and also wrote an interesting little one called Stuart Little Two. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> just I mean that one was like absolutely animated, adore. right? No, I'm pretty sure it was just normal again. 
Or in, you know, however, right. half. Uh, it was just Stuart Little. He's animated, again, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so, movie. <laughs> yes, Tim Robbins, he runs away. I don't think, like, he, he doesn't, like, run away from the combat. He's, like, He gets in the, lost yeah, in, the, exactly, in, in the, the shuffle. In the shuffle, and he's, like, he's, he is still doing the thing. Uh, and then he gets stabbed with a bayonet. Yes. Uh, and passes out. And the whole rest of the movie we keep flashing back to this where it's like him like lying down and like waking up calling for help sounds of helicopters people standing over him yeah picking him up taking him off you know like his whole little like the next few hours of that journey we keep flashing back to that's most of what's happening for the whole movie put that in the back of your mind hold on to that put that to the side because that's like one layer we got as we hard wake up to Tim Robbins in the subway. Yes. And now this is important, this hard wake up, because the... As opposed to a hard they, reset. <laughs> well, they consistently do an extremely good job of making it look like... Of making the, the transition between Different, one yeah. world to another, basically. Uh, both, like, harsh and so smooth, you know? It's like you think you're still in the same place you were looking at, but you've already... Jumped into a yes, flashback, right? Absolutely. Um, this is an example of um, good noticeable editing, I think, because it does exactly what you said. Like, it gives you this feel, like, it gives you the right feeling of, mm-hmm. like, huh, like, I just woke up. Like, it, yeah. that's basically what it's evoking, but it's not like, um, it's not like clumsy, clumsily edited that you go, I noticed this. They're doing what they want to do. They're evoking the right thing via how they cut between the two things. Yeah. So you start to, they become so intertwined that there is like a sensation of like, are these flashbacks or are they like literally like what's on his mind at the time yeah. of what you're watching in current day? Yes. Or is there something else at play? You know, yeah. like having already been, had the wool pulled over our eyes before we're, I'm very fast <laughs> on the, like, it's a dream. It's so- like, he's dead and this is hell. Something's like, fucking here, yeah. This girl's actually a CIA agent and controlling <laughs> yeah. him. Like, I'm, I was all over the place Finding trying to figure every, out. What's the gambit here? Yeah, what's the game? <laughs> yeah. But he's on he's on the, the subway, and he has, he's woken up having missed his stop. And I won't bore you with too many details, but, like, he starts seeing demons basically everywhere yeah he's seeing strange there stranger and stranger vi- like things from yeah from a slight like maybe a tail poking out of a, a person asleep on the subway to like people's faces being morphed and like weirdly amorphous faceless type like type things mm-hmm. um which eventually escalates further and further into the story. Which for my, I have an idea on the the some of the particular features that they selected for the creatures that he's seen. Oh, okay. Um, but he gets back home and he is with Jezzy. Jezzy, aka a- Jezebel. Her name, yeah, her actual name is Jezebel. That's important. It's important that the movie's name is Jacob's Ladder and that Jacob is Jacob. <laughs> and Jacob's name Jacob and Jezebel's name Jezebel. Yes. And everyone else is named every what their names are. <laughs> yeah, everybody else's normal names. Uh, no, I'll anyway. Oh, sorry, I'm just looking at them now. Well, the 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 only people who don't seem to have names that matter, in my opinion, are the Vietnam the fellow platoon members. Everyone okay. else has. A, at least a biblical or referential yeah. name to something. So we, we uh, 
during their interactions, we find out that they they do seem to to very much love each other. Yeah, Jacob does have an ex wife or a wife that he separated from. Yes, uh, had three children, one of which died before yes. the war. And yes. this is after the war. He he works with Jazzy at the mailroom. He has to leave work early because his uh, his back is hurting him, and so he goes to see Danny Aiello, whose name is Lewis. Lewis, I AKA don't Louis. Dan, that one for my name. This uh, we're in the spoiler configuration, but I'm going to discuss this as this deals with death in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and. I'll also say this. The movie doesn't shy away from its allusions to it in whatever. Because in the subway, there's a shot where he looks up at two signs. One that says New York. And then the right one right next to it says hell. Yeah. Uh, Lou, I took as a reference to Lucifer. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Whether it is or not, I'm I'm putting that I out think, there. I, don't, I think that's pretty You know good, what I mean? I think I, there is some uh, evidence to that. Yeah. Do you like that? It's, it's kind of a hard movie to talk about because like a lot of... A lot of what is happening, it's more about like stuff that you're picking up, like these metaphors that they're using and like these certain things. You do start to get a sensation that Jacob's soul is being fought over. Yes. Jacob is being fought over, but like not in an aggressive way, in a in a like in a like Jacob, you have to figure this out kind of way. Yes. In the, the yeah, there is a turmoil regarding Jacob's self and kind of soul like soul would be the i guess easiest way to describe it yeah so simplest way to describe louise is like chiropractor yes shouts out chiropractor danny aiello who i i love Love. i feel like everybody loves him i don't know why but i love him because he's in hudson hawk Shouts out Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Oh my god. He's Tommy Five Tone in, in Hudson Hawk. Which if you haven't seen Hudson I've Hawk, not it's seen Hudson Hawk. Not horror at all, but no. that movie's so fucking good and fun. Okay. And it's got Bruce Willis with hair. And Oh no. <laughs> I mean, look at Actually no, that's a good time. That's a good time. The, what am I Look talking at the about? cover. Look at the cover for this. Excitement Adventure Hawk. And it's and it's Bruce Willis swinging swinging on a Holy star. Holy shit. That yeah. sounds great. Um, a, a big one people would know Danny from is uh, Do the Right Thing also. Right. I've not yeah. seen that yet. Really? I know. I'm better than you. <laughs> oh, it seems that oh, I am it seems actually I've won. morally we did, to you. We did a fucking whole Are We Friends episode on Spike Lee and you uh, didn't watch Do I, the Right I watched uh, Black Clansman, right? Uh, yes, you watched Black Clansman. Yeah, I should have watched and it. And then Taylor thing. watched in heavy quotes oh Inside Man, a.k.a. re-remembered it. I cannot believe he picked it. That's <laughs> All right. Getting off topic again. <laughs> I love getting off. Yeah, so yeah. Louis, we love Louis. He's very nice to Jacob. He can fix his back issues yes. instantly. Remember him. Put him aside. His scenes are all, like, exude a very calm air yeah, like you they feel you safe feel when exactly Jacob, yes. jacob's only ever with louis alone really when they're talking pretty much yeah uh you feel very safe when louis is there uh now the the big thing the, the big thing that's happening here is jacob is continuously seeing like these demons appearing uh, like a yes. car tries to run him down and um with a weird face guy in the back of it yeah. Going bleh. Bleh. yeah when the car tries to run him down <laughs> like before it does it we for a moment see a guy go watch out yes and then the when I first saw that I was like, "What the did I make fuck a mistake of that?" Because like, yeah, because <laughs> then he deals with the car, and then he does not at all seem to wonder 
yeah. who said watch out, and that guy's gone. Yeah. And this guy keeps reoccurring uh, throughout the rest of the movie. And yes. we come to find out that his name is Michael, and we're going to put him aside for put a, a pin second. in that as well. And Michael, of course, if you don't know the Archangel Michael. Yes. Uh, one of God's greatest soldiers. Put Michael to the side. <laughs> Michael's Michael is God's number one boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jacob gets reached out by one of his old vet buddies. Yes. Um, is it Paul? I believe so, actually. Pruitt Taylor Vince? I can't tell because he doesn't got hair in this picture. Is... Uh, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. He was in Constantine. Oh, hell yeah. By Good the job, way, Paul. he's the... I'm pretty sure I mean, he's Pruitt. the priest... He's the priest who, oh. who gets who drinks to death. Look at I'm this pretty guy. What a sure. working actor. Yeah, super cool. Yes. Yeah, so Paul's one of the apostles. Yes, he was. Uh, His name was Father Hennessy in the movie. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, Paul yes. has reached out to Jacob because he's also having these visions, and Jacob's like, I'm I having them having... too. <laughs> this is. I love that he's like. This is actually great because this means that we're not going crazy, exactly. and they must have done something to us in the war. And it's like, cool, this feels way safer to me now, right? Like, we're, we're good. Because it's we don't very have to nebulous worry about at demons yes. or anybody going crazy. Yeah. We get to do a little, like, uh, if you're, I really, really can't open the can of worms that is MKUltra. But oh. if you're if you're familiar with, like. This movie cons- wants to open that can. Conspiracy <laughs> theories and, like, MKUltra isn't one. Like, there's shit that actually happened and there's conspiracy, conspiracy parts to that. Yes. And, past that but like evil shit cia government people have done to in terms soldiers of drugs and, yeah. and hallucinogenic drugs and all sorts of stuff like that that's it starts touching that massive world of yes things. but this they they go to a lawyer played by fucking um <laughs> jason alexander aka george costanza <laughs> who i've only whenever he shows up I've only ever heard people go, "Is that George or Costanza?" Like, listen, another another uh, intrusive sound effect that happened was I heard the Seinfeld theme every, t- he every came, time he, he walked he was, in. Yeah. There's a scene where he's leaving court and you see him like shake hands with someone, and I just heard boom, 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 and I'm like, no, stop! <laughs> oh my god, do an edit of Jacob's Ladder where everything is exactly the same, but you add that to the scenes whenever Costanza. Yes, he agrees because they get all the vet buddies together and he agrees to take them on. The other, um, another vet of note is uh, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Who you'll know as Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction. He's in all of the Mission Impossible movie. He's super prolific he, actor. He shows as up well. randomly. You'll know him. He's, he's exactly. Awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking for if any of them, if any of the other ones have a name, but I guess it's just Paul. Who's exactly. There are a lot of them like George and Frank. <laughs> Who's the one who denies? Oh. Knowing Jesus. Is it Paul? I feel like that would make sense. No. Yeah. No, because someone uh, denies three times, right? Yeah. When the during three, the Stations three. of the Cross gimmick? Yeah. Who denies Jesus? <laughs> uh, Peter. It's Peter. Peter. Not Paul. Okay. Is there any okay. Peter in this? I feel like they should have had a Peter. No. Peter would have made sense. They got tied. Listen, they got the Paul in there and they're like, cool, great. And then all the like, then it's like Frank and George and Doug and Rod and I'm like I don't remember Rod the Apostle hanging out. Right. <laughs> so we think we're about to go into a whole like awesome court drama because they're gonna they're gonna like as or, a group like, yeah. of vets take on the U.S. government for having fucked with them because they clearly 
that day back in Nam, they slipped them something. Yes. Right? Like, from what we saw. The other stuff starts making, you go, hey, wait a minute. This oh, all makes sense now. These two were eating from this, ca- like, you see the can yeah. in there, and you're like, oh my God, like, yeah. the drug, you know, like, holy shit. But then <laughs> very quickly that falls apart. <laughs> Immediately. Geary's like, fuck you, I'm not taking your case. You guys were never in Nam. you were like part of some war games. You got, got psychologically discharged after some war games. Yeah. And that's where uh, Tim Robbins, Jacob, this is how I remember it's Denang, is because, one, there's an opening card that says Denang, but in this, they go, he's like, you were part of some war games in Thailand, and he goes, no, we weren't. We were in Denang. And I'm just like, I will remember that now. I'd, yeah. You've reinforced it again. So I only I- needed toys. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he only manages to contact one of the other vets, and they're all like, "It's just one of the guys." Just he goes, like, "No." He's like, tells them to drop it. Basically, things and happen. Like, don't, like, no, whatever. They all give him like it's it's hard to tell from what we're saying, but in the movie, you can clearly tell that everybody got talked to by the government. The reveal is also when he hangs up the phone. They look over and multi, uh, not the all of, of them, the but are, at least at least other ones are there. Yeah, exactly. And. uh Jake uh, Paul gets blown up by a car bomb. <laughs> That's witch. what brings them together. We're a little out of order here because they're. That is what. That's why he gets they, the rest of them. Because right after the sequence, he was going to go with Jess Paul. He goes, "Cool, yeah. great," and they go, "Yay, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, crazy. We're, we're in this together." He sees a coin on the ground and he goes, "My lucky day!" And then Paul explodes. It is weird because he goes for the coin and, it, and then the coin moves on its own towards the car. It seems. doesn't disappear. Yeah, like you can see it slide. And he looks over and Paul's kind of smiling at him. And then the car explodes. <laughs> um, which yeah, it's what brings all the vets together. Now this is interesting because earlier Jacob tried to go see his doctor, who he had been seeing for many years. And when he gets to the hospital, the the person <laughs> at the front. <laughs> Says that that doctor doesn't work here, and he's never been a patient there. <laughs> Absolutely. A breaking news bulletin interrupting this uh, from our very special guest friend, Devin, who wanted to add that Ving Rames also does the Arby's We Have the Meats commercial. He does the We Have the Meats? <laughs> so insane. Damn. <laughs> That's why it sounds so good and powerful. <laughs> I did yes, not. it's absolutely. Oh my God! I that's what I guess know that should be from. his IMDb known for. That should point. be the first one. <laughs> Not the, okay, come on, give him Pulp Fiction at least. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> So he he's he's not he's never been a patient at this hospital. The person's like that doctor don't even work here. I never heard of them. And he manages to sneak into the hospital. They're yes. chasing after him, and he talks to someone who is like that doctor died like a so month so, ago, a couple a months, months ago, months ago uh, due to car bomb basically <laughs> it's there this, people talking about car explosions like it's a similar it. accident that it could occur 70s, yeah like, it's different dude so it was new york looks like all this is building up to this. like that some serious government black ops conspiracy shit is going thing is down going on, yeah yeah illegal experimentation cover-ups they try to like scoop jacob they into a bag, car yeah. and he has to like fight his way out so he doesn't get black bag not gonna lie Really loved that fight in the car. Yeah. I don't know why. It just felt very visceral and like satisfying. Like each hit felt satisfying the, in it. It's There's two things that people do that I love. One is like, yes, make hits sound like they're hitting. And it's like 
not like in real life, like in movies. Yes. Like you, because real life hits We don't, don't register sound them like the that. same way. Exactly. Yeah. In a movie, they, when they make them sound meaty and like hurtful, like that's better <laughs> than making it realistic, yes. I think. Um, but conversely, the action part, there's two types I like. One is the heavily, heavily choreographed, uh, like kung fu Jackie style Chan. fighting. Yeah. yeah. The other is this kind of thing where it is like, it's, I'm sure, still heavily choreographed, but like, the fight looks realistic. They're yeah, in it a feels car. chaotic. Like it's just... very chaotic. It's just three grown men in a car. Nobody seemingly gaining any ground or being able to do anything because there's four <laughs> limbs just Tim like Robbins, shoving into each other. Tim Robbins know? spamming back right elbow <laughs> yeah. into the guy's face is and it, so like, good. <laughs> not knocking him out in one because like yeah. even though that hurts like shit, you're still like moving around. Your brain just, doesn't shut down. Just like grasping at each other, and the the guy Picking driving the, the driver car, yeah keeps like swerving. And, yeah. Tim Robbins starts braining him in the back of the head with his foot. And I'm like, oh, my God. He has to, like, awesome. jump out of the car. Yeah. And he's like, ow, my back. <laughs> he gets out and he can't move. Uh, a Santa Claus steals his wallet. Don't worry about that. Um, Fucked up. And he goes to a hospital. But since he doesn't have his wallet, they don't know who he is. And they won't bring in his chiropractor like he's asking for. Yeah. And then this whole thing, like, his ex-wife comes to see him. Uh, this whole thing, like, oh man, we're missing whole sections of the movie. We're, this is the plot to get it out of the way. Cause I, there's a million things I need to go back yeah. to, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But point is, point is yes. yeah, he has like a, it's a tough plot. To, honestly, it's a tough plot to get through. Let me just, let me either just doing it ridiculously granular or you, you end up running over some, yeah. uh, bumps trying to get through. Let me, yeah. let me skip to some important things here. He has like a whole segment that is like representative of hell yes this even, is the even rough literally segment, people yeah. tell him that he's died and like there's weird like hospital i want to talk about that scene like that. in detail but yeah um, exactly yes the only other thing that i want to mention before we get to the ending is there's one other layer to this right we've been talking about nam and his time now after nam um during one of these segments that i haven't even covered yet he does wake <laughs> up again <laughs> Into kind of like a different reality where it's he's with his ex-wife. It is wife before, still. yeah. Um, it's before. I'm well. See, I'm it's before. It must be. Is my only thought. It must be. Damn. It could be. Like I'm not. This that's that's what okay, I okay, that's point, what point, I assumed. Point, point I'll is, say that he yeah. wakes up in bed yes, with, with his Sarah. With, his, with Sarah, his old wife. Uh, not she's not old. His she's old his wife. Pre- his previous his his wife. Old that he old had been wooden wife. Before <laughs> the present events of the film, uh, and he says he had a nightmare yes. where he was dating, where he's like Jesse. living with Jesse from the mailroom. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but his son is still alive in yes. this one, and he's just like happy in his life, and that starts. It's just a good sequence. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't stay there like too long, and we don't come back to that a whole lot. We come back to it a little bit, I think. And that just Once becomes... we're back to it, it's the movie is like spiraling in on its point. So like things are starting to yeah. mesh in a. But it becomes like way. a third time period where it's almost like, wait, is that? Yeah. Like where? Where is this in the yeah. like soup of stuff that we're going through? Yeah, I had I just assumed that it was like a fakey present time, but you're right that it's I probably think... past, and he's having a dream about. The future, which probably means that that isn't actually the past. It's his present dream of a past. Yes. Yeah. 
Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, anyway. Just, just so you know, there's like that third layer. And then we, after like, we continue having multiple sequences. We haven't covered them all. But Louis like, intervenes at the hospital to get him out. They have another cool. scene together. Um, where Louis tells him something very important there, which is uh, um, sometimes when people fear death, they see demons all around them trying yeah. to like drag them into hell. Uh, but when sometimes when somebody accepts death those same demons that they see become angels Are angels like, yeah to take them to rest um you, know? you can look up maester eckhart who is an a- i don't know if they're an actual theologian or what they are but mm-hmm. i believe this is an actual like writing and discussion on hell cool. and relationship to death so I the think. jacob gets finally contacted by michael, michael. Who is the? We've been seeing him recurring throughout the movie, and we've been, been like, wondering hey. who he is, and been like, Jacob, Jacob, why are <laughs> Jacob, why aren't you paying look attention at that to this guy, man yeah. who's around all the time? Uh, and <laughs> when he finally talks to him, Jacob uh, Michael is a an ex military chemist who yes. got in trouble for making really powerful LSD, and they gave him an offer to like go do evil chemistry in to Vietnam do chemi- in yeah. exchange for a full pardon on everything and he was going to go to jail <gasps> forever, forever. Uh, in Rikers in the 70s like. uh, so he goes and he makes what they call Jacob's Ladder yes which the ladder the they ladder. just call just it the ladder, ladder. just yes. the ladder which is a which e- I thought they were talking about you know the phrase the former and the latter? Oh. I thought initially that's what he said I made the latter. And I thought he was talking about a choice like the second right, of two right, options. Right, right. And then I went, "Oh no, he's saying the, the name, ladder." The name of the movie, like the, yeah, I, like... I'm, I'm a fool. Uh, so <laughs> basically they asked him to like to pull like to to isolate the evil parts of being of trippy. Yeah, being bring LC, someone like, down to their base human. It's very angers altered and states. fears. Yeah. I feel like maybe even says altered state. I don't know. I hope he does. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like be angry and afraid. Yeah, and powerful. You know, base base evil human. And I love that he's like he talks about it and he's like a quick drop down the ladder. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like that's I know we're doing this for the li- the like real like, like for the larger point I, to call this what he, it is. He, but he says like, the it's ladder fine, yeah. many times, yeah. and you clearly know that they think that it's awesome. Yes. And he's like the ladder, the ladder, and I also think it's awesome. I'll be I'll be perfectly it, frank with you. I thought it was awesome, and I'm like, this is cool. him talking about it. I was like, great. When he's like justifying the name for it, and I'm like. Mm, I'm not I'm not really dealing with that, but it's cool enough on its own that I'm fine. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't need an explanation. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Shh, you so don't, you don't they, need to speak anymore. They it's tested okay. on chimps or whatever, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, they killed the shit out of each other. It was fine. And um, then they wanted him, them to try it on... They tried it on Viet Cong. On, uh, on a group of... Oh, POW, right. POWs. It was, it was POWs. No, no, they do. No, there's three of them. It's oh. chimps, then it's POWs, it. then it's... yeah. Yeah, the uh, the platoon that that uh, Tim Robbins is in, Jacob, Jacob's platoon, and <laughs> platter. <laughs> they so it's because they knew there was an offensive coming, and they yes. wanted to like be prepared for it. So they were testing it out on this platoon first, and they did get the highest kill count of anybody in in that like group of fights, at least. But it was because, because they, they killed, killed each other. Yeah really really hard yes um so jacob hears about this and it's mostly it's just michael apologizing to him for doing that yeah and jacob 
finally remembers that the person he got stabbed by and like the the fight that happened in Vietnam was not Viet Cong. It was just all of them fighting themselves. Going after each other, yeah. By one of his other vet buddies. Yeah. And so he's dealing with that. And then he, we're getting to like the very end of the movie. He has a sequence of like dreaming and seeing his, his dead child. Um, and there's more of like a sense of acceptance. And then he follows yeah. his child up the stairs to a glowing Gabe. white light. Uh, his son being his, Gabriel. His, his son being Gabe. Gabe. I didn't even, I have, I'm going to be honest. This is what I'm saying. I didn't catch. This is what I'm saying. Michael Gabe. <laughs> that's um, why, that's why I'm also confident that Lou is a reference yeah, to Lucy. Cause I'm like, no, yeah. come on. <laughs> uh, but very, very symbolic, very clearly symbolically him following Gabe up to, up to heaven. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, then, they could not put a ladder inside of their right. uh, townhouse slash apartment. Otherwise, it's really more of Jacob's stairs. It's sort of Jacob's staircase. It's kind uh, of anyway. They had to but, modernize it, but then we cut back to Vietnam. Yeah, and it's him finally dying the in the medical tent, Dead. and the yeah. and they're like, he really, he really fought for it, yeah. but it looks like he. <laughs> it's it's strange. He looks almost peaceful. Yes, and, <laughs> and they like walk out of the tent and the leaves you on that and plays dramatic music and yes and it starts playing the song that he's been singing that he remembers his son with the uh sunny i think it's sunny boy it's something like that that's a basic run through of the plot (laughs) i think we got all the characters you need to be able to understand anything that we're going to talk about now yeah um this is one of the and uh, you know, done a million times, but it's a a great example of he was dead the whole time, basic, like more it, or less. It's not really actually because he's tough. dying. It's, this is the first thing that I want to yeah. talk about. Okay, is actually the ending because there's much rich metaphor throughout that I think is all great, and yeah. I would love to like spend time exploring that. I just need to get this one out of the way because this is this oh is a, this is a problem for me. The, he was dead the whole time or he was dying the whole time yeah. the whole it's, it's the point is the whole thing was a dream that's what it is any you can say it however you want but this <laughs> is the trope like if you do to movietropes.com it's gonna be under the link the whole thing was a dream i don't know about that because a lot of the time that well it, sorry in the sense that i don't know if it falls into the trope because a lot of those times that's a rug pull to signify that nothing of significance, nothing that you just watched mattered. Right. That's not the case here. It very much does matter. It's why, honestly, it's why he dies at the end, you know, like, and it's why he goes and is peaceful is because he accept, like he goes to term with it or comes to terms with it, not goes to term. Um, He like accepts. And that's why he dies peacefully in that way. Like, I don't know if there's an argument that he could have been saved, but spiritually he is saved in quotes. Like he goes to the good ending. You know what I mean? Like I've heard, I don't know. I've heard what you said. And I actually fully accept that. And I take it oh. and I will be switching my side entirely. Yes. <laughs> I think I think I think you're correct. That is absolutely the issue <laughs> with normal, it was it was all a dream. Yes, is that they yeah. t- they tend to be rug. They tend to say they they. Oh my god, my favorite example is, and it's just a sequence of it. It's not the full movie or like the full plot mm-hmm. of it, but the uh, end of. Whoa, 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 whoa! I know we're in the spoiler configurations, 
but like you need to relax. I'm sorry. Because that's something that people that's a get lot. to earn. That's a job. Oh, after so watching sorry. the whole yeah, series. I'm so, so sorry. You just, you're right. You're don't right. Don't worry right. about that. Scrub that from the Don't record. worry about it. Nothing. nothing Strike that. Nothing. I, I know might, what you mean. I might bleep out what movie I just <laughs> mentioned because that's you're you're I'm gonna say this. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. That is an absolute earn. You have to experience that. that. It's so, it feels so good. I'm going to censor that. Anyway. It feels so good. Anyway. Honestly. It's so, oh my God, I had a meltdown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's my so friend, good. Shout out to my friend Ryan and I who both had complete meltdowns while we watched that. It was so good that I watched that entire <laughs> film series twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yes. So, but we I'm were with yeah, just I'm talking that it's not a rug, but like it isn't a rug pull in that sense. Like I, I accept the notion that that the whole everything that we're what, watching but, is just a way to represent like fleeting moments in a dying brain, and I am into that. Yes, actually. there's a um, it is uh, as a disc like uh, it's it's a improv not improv, but like yeah, it's a different use of time extending out what is essentially a small moment yeah you know I'm maybe that. maybe over the course of an hour or whatever there's a there's a famous thing called an a, a short story called an occurrence at owl creek bridge i want to say That's that a badass this, name it's, i was fucking looking at it and they're like referencing about like use of time and stuff like that and i was like no fucking way and i'm like this is such a cool sounding they're like yeah, yeah write this down immediately i have to find this fucking shit anyway you know who has the best titles and who i like if I if I could model my titles after any writer, it would be Harlan Ellison, who yeah. has like yeah, I have no mouth and I must scream, but also things like shattered like a glass goblin, and I'm, oh. I'm like, why is it called this? And I read it because he's literally shattered as a glass goblin <laughs> as, at the end. I fucking love this guy. It's, it's, and it's a whole it's metaphor for even... drug abuse. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harlan Ellison, awesome. unbelievable writer. Yes. Like big shouts, out. highly highly regarded by people who know writing, still criminally underrated. Yeah, like brought like I think in our circles more frequently brought up because we run in the niche like yeah. our like the subgenre culture uh, the groups. Yeah. But yeah, like in general, should be up there with. Also, I love him because he's a complete bastard man, and not in a. Not <laughs> but not a, like a problematic. Like, he's not done anything to anyone. I don't. Th- know of anything as that we he's yeah. like said that's super problematic he just is like a mean just old an man asshole. yeah just a mean <laughs> but like in a, in a kind right. of fun way like him and his a wife were having an argument yeah. and um they were and having they were having a uh she was naked and he kind of like pushed her out the door and then locked the front door that she was naked okay. and stuck outside that but it's like that's his a plus. wife and they still love each other yes to this, and they're like it was like a fun that's a they did together. That's an like, that's an uh, R-rated Flintstones maneuver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is it's not. <laughs> I, don't, also, I don't think he left her out there for a day and a half to freeze and die. No, he no, just no, went no. all right. Fine. How's this? You're naked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent documentary. What a bastard! Man. He's a bastard man. I love. <laughs> I love him. Anyways, Jacob's ladder. Okay, so I'm with you on the on the fine. That fixes it, for me. It has the problems value. About yeah, exactly. It. That, that being the ending. Next, however, please. I'm with. I I'm, love I'm that now, these always get framed as I. You're the prosecutor, and I become the defense attorney <laughs> for the film. Well, we we both we, have sw- our, we, we each have our clients. We, so. 
Uh, you have some fucking I, clients. I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What you still have a problem? I, with. I feel like. Yeah, I'm the prosecutor and the defendant. And the, the, <laughs> what do you what do you call the 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 lawyer for the defendant? It's just I think just defense the, attorney. The defense attorney. Yeah. 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 What? Wow, Shaw. The prosecutor gets all this fucking great. Gets a cool name. I know. It's a and fun. it's like, hey, wait a minute. Well, uh, they're normally the D. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So my next issue, then, is with the existence of this mystery being so, like, neat and tied into a bow with the... Where, to the point where we find out that it was, like, that they ex- experimented illegally with a hallucinogenic yeah. drug on that. Like, there's, there's so much to that storyline that just evaporates because it really had nothing to do with what he was going through. You know, like it, it's not e- real I, at all to the point where like, think about, we can't even say that what happened in Vietnam happened because of this hallucinogenic drug or that what he's experiencing was because he took that drug because we never actually got confirmation that the drug existed because Michael is no, not real. Correct. The, like what we have, because it's just I, I it's, we're going I'm off a hard the, time like accepting. I understand so much being. I understand that. Exasperated, you the know? the thing that we have, and we, we have to go off of what the movie is. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have to, in whatever senses we can, we have to believe the movie. You know yeah, what I mean? For the record, audience, it's I I feel justified in saying that the movie is pretty much saying that everything that happened up until that fight in Vietnam is true. Uh, so he did have three children. Yes, one of them died. Oh, all of that he is has the ex-wife. Correct. Yes, uh, and he is in Vietnam and he dies in Vietnam. Yeah. And what I'm saying that happens after that did not happen. The stuff that happens in New York, at least, essentially doesn't. Like there happen. might have been a hallucinogenic drug experiment or whatever, but none of the stuff that we that we've experienced. Well, what has I'm saying been is the, truth. the only like, thing I'm saying is if we're going off of this in like. Here's the uh, here's the top layer, which is our world, which is like the events going on, which is the elongated Vietnam segment mm-hmm. that is like, you know, probably the course of like an hour and a half. Yeah, in well, real time. Hours, in a, I think it becomes like it's a couple time hours, and everything turning from. Yeah, no, you're right. It is a couple of hours because the the dilation issue, the time like change is weeks occur in. Allegedly, weeks occur in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesse talks about, yeah. for two weeks you've been like this, blah, blah, blah. Like so the, the whole time, when we've been explaining this, say- I've oh, yeah. been saying present time when referring to New York. Yes. But that's actually hallucination, dream. Present yes. time actually ref- is now Vietnam. Yeah, the to- I'm gonna, I'll say the top layer is Vietnam. Yeah. And that's what we would assume as real time sort mm-hmm. of thing. I'm, now that we know I'm the basing full story. off exactly now that we know the full story. Um, I'm basing that I, I'm doing the up here thing with the top layer with he's, my hands. He's, he's, I'm raising his hands. hands. He's mocking um, the upper crust I, of, a, of a multi-layer. I'm assuming that what we're seeing is accurate. And uh, so in Vietnam, yes, I'm saying I, everything I, that we see there is an accurate representation, saying, yeah. which means that again we can't formally, but what we can say is the two guys who had. Um, tuna from whatever is in that can yeah. did suffer convulsions and headaches yeah. from that thi- like from that experience whether we can but then we're also saying at the end 
Oh, this is tough. Because the explanation saying, happens, and I, then we see a visual representation after Michael says, you guys killed each other. Mm-hmm. Then we see an experience from that, but it would it's itself a flashback time wise. You know what I mean? My, like we see them we see the guy shooting yeah. the gun yelling motherfucker, which was great. See seeing a guy mouth like come on motherfucker in slow motion so you can get every syllable of it. And you're like, you said motherfucker, yeah. that's awesome. Um so my my belief yeah. is that they did get drugged. Okay. They did kill each other. Okay. I and he dies from those wounds in Vietnam. Yes. I do believe the movie is telling you that. Okay, okay. It's just Then what's the the <laughs> for the reasons that you said, we visually see that it happened. Yeah. In Vietnam. Oh sorry, and what's the issue then? Uh well I'm saying like the movie tells us that in those ways. Yes. But then we have this Michael character trying to God's double number one it, boy but coming in. That does not actually work as evidence of of the drug. No. That is not a piece of evidence that the drug happened, except for that the movie's more and more pushing that and putting that into your head. And yes. also Michael's just like completely fabricated. Like that character doesn't exist at all. We Yeah, we, the said, we have no yeah. of what that drug was for, why it was used. Like to me, the only thing that we can ascertain is that Jacob's, this is Jacob's idea of maybe why they tried to experiment on them. It's Jacob's, yeah, like it's Jacob's coming to terms realization of an attack brother against brother, like an attack from his own battalion sort of thing. Because yeah. that, yeah, demonstrably that's what happened. He saw that, like that my, he recognizes and remembers it. My issue is like something that is so fundamental yeah. to the plot hmm. because it was really at like the climax of the movie. Yeah. Not being true or real or happen, having happened in any way, shape, yeah. or form besides in a hallucination. It's not that I'm not even saying that it's necessarily a problem. I'm saying like I'm having emotionally like tr- I'm having emotional trouble now, like <sighs> like leaving significance ascribed to this portion of the film. Not even significant. Significant, but, like, yeah. Like I just I don't know they they pulled the rug out so hard that there's certain things where I'm like, well, I don't I no longer like you can't admit this into evidence anymore. Like it's like in the in the court the, in the court the, the state versus <laughs> Jacob's ladder. I'm sorry, but this piece of evidence I can have no to strike this from yeah. the record. Or yeah, keep this out. Yeah. You see what I mean? It's not it's not anything like super direct. It's just like you burned me on this one. I yeah. I I guess you have to Yeah, that's weird. It's weird because of the backstory part of it. Like coming to the realization, but I don't know, maybe true, it doesn't. It's not true. It's not the backstory to it because it didn't happen. But does it matter? I guess the question is, does it matter? No. Not to In Jacob. regard to the film, yeah. Not because for a he, Jedi. Not for a Jedi. Um, but it matters to me, Brian. <laughs> not a Jedi. Um, uh, Seth. But um, the only, I guess... I guess it's just him coming to terms. Like, it's just him fabricating something to accept the brutality of what happened. Yeah, well, that's, that's, it's a, that's weird, a separate, it's a separate yeah. point what it represents is, me- in his metaphorical journey yeah, to yeah, accept yeah, yeah. death. That's a whole different point. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing... <laughs> the logistics of it is, he, no, that isn't an explanation. He dies in 1971. Yeah. In Vietnam. Yes. Having presumably served for at least a few months. Yes. How does he know what disco music is? Oh, 
hold on. There, I have to see when there is a song. There's a known disco song that plays when he's at that party, and everybody's wearing disco style fashion, like seventies fashion. Yes. How is there's he... two songs that fucking play? I'm trying to remember what they are. One is Lady Marmalade. It's the original Lady Marmalade, um, which is from nineteen. It's fucking nineteen seventy five. Yeah, you're not gonna get me on my and then fucking there's a, disco knowledge. I think it's my thing, which. Uh, James Brown, I think, and that's all. That's 1974. Yeah, I bet if you check the uh, the sound, <laughs> IMDb probably has the soundtrack for Jacob's yeah. Ladder, and it. At the very least, the two songs I very much remember from that party are from 1974. So now, that's the thing is like if you're gonna be pulling tricks like this, you've now done a bad a bad but faith also, thing because that should yes. be evidence that that movie that that portion that he at least has knowledge of of that time. That year, you know, I get it. I, th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just done to freaking lie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't play that game. I, I, I do see. not accept. I see. Not cool, guys. That's you got to play. If you're gonna trick us, you got to do it if fair they, and square. If they had done two songs from 1970 or 1971, that would have even been sick. 71. I would have accepted. That's because it was and like it was disco. 71 would have made the most sense because that's probably what he was recently listening to at camp. Like he was yeah, you know, he got, on the radio. Well, if he got like, lucky enough for a record to make it out there. True. Also by fair. 71, I don't know if people were like as open about sending those records out. I forget what I'm getting into a whole discussion. Oh, of like when don't worry about the, uh, a sentiment for Vietnam point is sort of thing. Point is now not cool. The only thing I can say in an uh, argument for this is <laughs> since it's the oh this is a, this is dicey and I don't even really want to go here <laughs> but I love the idea of the infinite like this purgatory hell heaven whatever you know mm-hmm. this afterlife itself being timeless mm-hmm. so experiencing it out of like yeah in the afterlife which doesn't revolve in the same metric as our linear view of time, you could absolutely experience 1974 in there. Like, I'm not, I'm sussy. I'm like, I don't think it's as dicey as you think it is. I, for me, it is something that I had considered. Yeah. Um, This is like the kind of arguments you see me make for some of my other film clients, you know? (laughs) Um, You're being very generous with me when I would not be generous with (laughs) you. Uh, the thing, yes, there's a few things that I like. It's more of like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Head head cannon? Yes. Yeah. That like potentially he takes this drug and it connects him to like the, you know, whatever you want to call it, like the, the universal consciousness or like an ethereal beyond or the afterlife. Or yeah. What, even just Christian heaven and hell, whatever you want. Um, and it allows certain things to happen. One, in the past... He has a dream of this actual thing happening. Yes. Uh, he has like a flash forward into a nightmare, basically. Ugh. Into a hallucination. Because time is so wonky now. Because he's kind of like slipping the time stream. Uh, <laughs> yes. Two, yes. This this alternate future that he is seeing is like in his grasp. And he's almost holding on to it. And it's like part of the movie is him deciding whether he will advance on into that future or whether he will allow himself to die as he should yeah. right now 
because he might be in more of a final destination situation if he holds on so he's hard going back to, to that let me let me stays, say this you know this is what this is what they set up and this is what they essentially tell you in terms of this like thing he's going back to that hospital if he fucking sticks around like right. if he if he clings on he's he's going back to bad time hospital like that's He's not gonna have a good time. If yeah, he, he goes around. to heaven if he dies. Now he goes to hell if he, if he tries, accept if he, if he makes peace on. with what it is. He'll exactly. Yeah, Danny. I think Danny Aiello is unironically like. I think the movie is agreeing with Danny Aiello in his description of the afterlife yeah. because one of the big things that's interesting is there's a lot of um, in like the naming and in the original um, intent of this there was supposed to be more. Uh, typical Christian sort of demons and mm-hmm. hell-like depictions. Um, while this definitely has Christian imagery and influence, it's also based off of, uh, this is such a fucking, I love this name or, you know, the type out of it, Liberation Through Hearing During the Intermediate State, which is the Bardo Thadal, a.k.a. the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oh, There's influence yeah. from that as well. Um well, the uh, the other thing I want to mention about but the, yes. the things that he's seen, which they in the movie exclusively refer to as demons, but in some of the reading I was doing about it, somebody mentions them as like reptile-like creatures. And I'm like, yes. yes, that's definitely they accurate. absolutely do have that. Which, yeah. if you know your like CIA conspiracy theory stuff, always deeply tied Lizard. into fucking reptilians. Well, yes, absolutely. So, oh my god, that's a great that's, intersection. That's my own connect. Ain't that's nobody called more... the reptilians. Yeah. Pushing it more in that dark CIA government yes. government route, using right? yeah, like having that imagery for the like, oh my god, yeah. So I don't even adding know into the, the paranoia that, of that like, opens hey, up yeah. to, but uh, so Fuck. next, I mean, regardless of whether <laughs> it is, it's that definitely he's, evocative he's like of feeling yeah. time streams, or it is a heaven hell battle over his soul and it's all hallucinations, or it is just made up images in his mind yeah. as he struggles with death. I don't think any one of those three is necessarily less significant than the other. The important thing is like this this philosophical struggle that he's going through, right? Absolutely. At yes. His core. So we can We're we being can, pedantic on point. I just cuz I think it's cool to it's be cool. like, yeah, man, he's That's what he's you come here for time. this. Yeah. That's 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 why you come to this show is to talk about pedantic silly parts of things while right. while avoiding the larger theme. Now, this but this brings me to the actual important yes. part to dissect of the film, which is like what each character really is what it comes down to and what each event metaphorically stands is evoking for. and yeah um so that we can start i think just with jesse because that's like one of the starts out as one of the more clear ones because it's this is right, right off the beginning first scene with jesse he says something about biblical names and she's like i think biblical names are stupid and he's like that's <laughs> funny coming from you Jezebel. From <laughs> uh now jezebel uh, in in the Bible is a, a temptress sex worker. She was right? a princess. I believe she was a princess at some point who was against Yahweh. You know, I think I think Old Testament. So I don't think she was formally Christianity. Like I don't think she was against Christianity, but she was against. Yeah, she was against not, Yahwehism. Not if Jezebel. I'm remembering Com, Just let me. No, not Jezebel. Dog. That's a whole different thing. But yeah, temptress. Like I believe temptation. And lustful, Jezebel. If I'm was, remembering, was like, the daughter of Ithobal, one of Tyre, and the wife of Ahab, king Tyr, of Israel. Tear, yeah. according to the Book of Kings. Oh, no, that didn't give me anything. Um, yeah, along she, with her husband, inst- 
instituted the worship of Baal and Asherah on a national scale. In addition, she violently purged the prophets of Yahweh from Israel, yeah. damaging the reputation of the Omride dynasty. For these offenses, the Omride dynasty was annihilated this. with Jezebel herself suffering death by defenestration. Defenestration is getting thrown out of a window. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it's the defenestration is one of my favorite words. Just seeing the picture of people about to yeet Je- someone out of a okay. Later in the, in the Book of Revelations, Jezebel is symbolically associated with false prophets. Yes, that's what. It, yeah. Okay, so theoretically, we now know that Jezebel should, in some way, in the whole plot of this, be his false prophet, leading him to the incorrect path. Yes. Uh, we know that he likes to have really good sex with her. Yes, and that she provides really good sex. Everything is fine at the beginning. As things go on and he continues suffering from these visions, she continues to be more antagonistic to him, does want to keep him alive. So that's something. That's the thing. She wants to Uh, keep him But does not want him to talk about these visions, does not want him acting crazy at all. Asks him to stay at the apartment. I was going to say. Does not want him to follow up on any of figuring out these mysteries. Yeah. Um... And even at the party, he sees her dancing with another guy who turns into like a reptilian thing and is like almost tentacle fucking. Dan- I was gonna say dancing is a very generous they term. Dancing, it's they. I think the Wikipedia is even like, look, something gets in there. Like it's it's this, this by the way was yeah. like when, oh, flashing light warning. In that scene, there's a flashing light warning. That's uh, the only thing I'll say. Uh. This is where, when we start having like this kind of body horror stuff and like yes. gooey, like practical effects stuff, I was like, am I going to like go skull alien this bitch? Cause like I'm on it right now. I am know? very like, cool. Yeah. Like when we were having a lot of that, I'm like, I am in it right now. Yes. This is what I like to see. Like a little bit of creatures tied into deep metaphor. Exactly. Like using, you know? using scary, cool, weirdo creature things to talk about bigger issues, like to talk about actual yeah. deep emotion. When, when it comes things. to good story, I want to hear about the same things everybody else yeah. does. I just want you to use that horror paintbrush. I just want to be scared half the time. Yeah, like, I just want to be like, ah! So Jezebel starts to, like, her sexuality starts to become implied evil also for Jacob. Yes, there is also a, uh, in the deleted scenes, there is also a scene called Jezzy's Transformation. Ooh. So I believe she is revealed to be directly a demon type. Or at least there's, he experiences that. There's a point you know where I mean? he's doing his research and Jezzy tries to come up to him and he sees her as a demon. Yeah, she has the uh, all black eye. She has yeah. the no... Um, the supernatural yes. treatment. Yes. He gives her a little, to- he gives her a little toss. Also he goes, hey. supernatural treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she is very... It's, it is very interesting. The set... Like, her character, both... In her, like, in how she acts and her, um, like, relation to other characters in the film is very sexual. It is, she, one, she does a lot of touch. Like, she is almost constantly touching yeah. uh, Tim Rob, uh, Jacob. Like, there's, I remember very specifically there's a scene where he's sitting there on the bed and she, it's, it's a close-up of her hand running down his back. Like, she is constantly trying to keep him in twined with her right. involved in that sort of way and even and then the reveal like that partial reveal of like yeah she's down bad for this demon sort of thing implying that she's involved or at least like that's where her trail is going down yeah um, so i she but she's also like i don't think there's any um i think sarah lee like in this universe we're just talking because not real life what 
happened is he went to Vietnam and fucking, you know, left uh, and died there. But in this, I don't think there's any implication of it, but it is interesting in his dream with Sarah, mm-hmm. he talks about, like, the way he talks about her is all about sex and the sexuality she has. Yeah. I almost took of, like, is this hallucination, like, I'm I'm assuming they split up before, but, like, could there have been an affair type thing with Jezebel that also helped contribute to their split? But I don't think I, so. I don't, I'm, I'm just kind of talking. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. don't think yeah, yeah. so. I think at most he might have been tempted by her. Ex- like, yeah. he just, like, might have been attracted to her. Yes. Um, but, like... I'm using her right now as a. Geez, I haven't fully figured out metaphorically everything that's going on totally. here, and I'm using her as a tent pole. I barely figured out anything. Are you for, kidding me? Uh, like, <laughs> we hers are very obvious. So we know. I mean, there's a good path and the, there's a bad path. Yes, right? we know bad path includes too much sexuality, and not figuring out the truth about what's staying going on. in that. Yeah, exactly. Staying in ignorance in this in this hallucination, right? Now. <laughs> uh, let's talk about another easy one before we get to some of the harder ones. Okay. Paul, Paul, one of the vets. Paul, an apostle. He's there pushing the narrative, like finding out what's going on with the with the drug, right? Yes. Paul being apostle for God, good side clearly. He brings up also, like he is the one who introduces the idea that there's you are not alone in right. this experience. That in terms of um, like specificity, that's what he's doing like yeah um of the other name character like the biblically named characters we have michael archangel for god yes uh like Avenger i always forget for- paul's original name was saul and he just fucking switched the s oh, to yeah. a P. I forgot that um, too anyway <laughs> sorry now michael is one of god's uh he's like, like god's like Avenger, he like goes and like strikes people down with yes. his flaming sword and everything. Um, in this case, he's like the the chemist who does all these bad things, and maybe. It... But he is also the re- like he is also revealing to. Mm-hmm. Um, he is revealing the truth of the conflict that got him. Yeah. Ca- like we have more affirmation that knowing the truth about this drug is the correct path. Yes, it's like the good path. But then we have Louis. Yes, who might be who, Lucifer. Who might be Lucifer, but where is he in this? Because he's not trying to get... So this is the thing where I believe the... I don't, like, it gets muddled in terms of our traditional views on Christian theology and mm-hmm. cosmology with regards to hell and the afterlife, because if we are believing uh, Maester Eckhart, the guy Louis references... Lucifer would absolutely be an angel in that regard because he's doing exactly what he was talking about. If you are at peace and accepting hell, it's not hell, it's everything in your life being stripped away so you can let go of it. Like, Mm -hmm. he is someone, I'll say in this metaphor, in the movie, he is someone who relieves stress, who allows him to let go of tension by relieving it as a chiropractor. He literally does that to Jacob. In the metaphor, yeah, he is also helping him get onto that path of realization and acceptance that his life is over. Yeah, so he gets, but that puts him on like the good path with all the other yeah. heaven creatures. 
when Lucifer he's, is technically a creature of heaven. He's a he's an archangel. He got kicked down to hell, but he, for being yeah. a baddie, for for wanting for saying, free, for desiring hey, wait a free minute. will and yeah. all that, but like it's that point. That's is what I'm like saying. Nuanced is into this, you this know, like, is this itself. And I, I don't know, I don't know enough about the Tibetan Book of the Dead to talk about it in any meaningful way. Fair. But I don't know if there is a clash going on here uh-huh. with our traditional Western, like I said, cosmology and understanding who's who in what place versus its mantra, its like discussions and thesis on yeah. death and the afterlife and how you go through that process. Yeah, point is, for me, Louis gets put in kind of a weird spot. It makes sense, yeah. like what he says for helping him get to the other side i'm not gonna lie i was scared every time i was like oh no he's gonna reveal that he's the devil and it's right. bad and he's gonna be right. he's gonna do a scary face and i'm gonna be upset and tim robbins is gonna be sad like but, but he wasn't yellow, yeah. yeah and then uh gabe his son being archangel gabriel yes. who does uh, i believe guard the gates of heaven um which, which makes that perfect, feels very everybody else makes easy. perfect sense yes not Louis. But we not also Louis. don't know for sure that he's lucifer that's what i'm saying yeah but that's I don't, me I don't putting see, that out i think there. you're I right how could it not be but in then comparison he's like to everything whole, else, yeah. he's a whole sore point in this whole system. Anyways, yeah. we have those characters. We've clearly set up that the good path is finding out yeah. what's going on with the drug and accepting that these hallucinations are real. Bad point is living in ignorance and not looking into it at all and having refusing cool to engage all yes. the time. Yeah. Um, Man, that's a bummer. <laughs> but now taking those two paths, where does the the drug and the presence of demons fit into that like why is it good to find out more about this drug why is that what allows you into heaven from again and i'm this is me taking that second scene with louis at face value and saying that this is the movie's thesis statement on death in the afterlife i would agree that i'm going with that i'm this is how i'm how it feels when they play it exactly um Finding all of that stuff out is understanding and accepting the reality of the situation so that you can... It's kind of like a... a, Think of it in like a ghost having an unresolved... Like it sticks around because it has an unresolved issue and resolving that issue. Like him knowing that it was brother... Like him remembering and realizing and understanding that it was his battalion that got him killed helps him to go, I'm not lost in this situation anymore and I can accept this is the upsetting, you know, un- like what this is. business resolved so it doesn't exactly. become a spooky yeah. ghost. <laughs> Tim Robbins as a spooky ghost would be great. Um, yeah, it's and it's and it's letting go and not clinging on to life. It's going to those other guys, like them. And this is also the other thing. I don't know if those people exploding <laughs> are like... Paul, in the scene we see in real life in Vietnam, isn't, like, he's clearly mentally horrified by what he's seen, but he's sitting there. He's presumably okay from what we see of the scene. Mm-mm. He's just sitting there, he's do, right. sitting there doing the eye, like, you know, flicking his eyes over, but he doesn't seem to be hurt or killed or injured, right. but he explodes in this. I don't know what that, if that has, like, I don't know if other people are in here right because for example the two guys ving rames is one of them who is having the convulsions and bleeding out of his mouth mm-hmm. is he dead and are the are, are those members of the platoon dead and choosing to stick around or are they 
I'm, we're getting into a lot of weeds. I'm sorry. I can see a lot of gears turning, and I apologize. Because I'm trying. I'm trying to like. Yeah. We're just talking this out in real time. The good path is just accepting that you're dying, and being okay with your life. Like that's why the big thing is him letting go and recognizing that his son is dead yeah. and is gone and is not. You know, like that he's with him now, basically in this afterlife. I think that he's always accepted that his son is dead and that that is like actually one of the things that helps him like that yeah. that kind of grounding anchor helps him figure out the rest of this cuz here's what I'm here's what I'm okay. co- cooking up now, all right? Check, check out him cook. check on how this feels. Um one of the other things I read people talk about, right, is that it was also a significant movie cuz it talked a lot to the a lot of the trauma that veterans had coming back from Vietnam, yes. right? So like part of all of those scenes of him being traumatized is not just that he went through this hallucinogenic experience. It is just from being in Vietnam. A real trauma like, of war. It yeah. is somewhat representative of what people are actually going through. Jeez. Um, so in my mind, some of the point that the movie is also trying to make in the way that he has to like learn that the government did this bad thing to him and accept it yeah. is really the movie kind of being like, veterans need to accept that the government did them wrong by putting them in in war, war in the first yeah place and only this is like, a larger you, statement like, accept it can you like move on psychologically from like this thing that is holding on to you yeah i definitely think there's some validity to some, that. something like that yes you know? i think you're definitely on the right track in that regard um that's probably as close as as i can get i don't yeah it, it's the the at this time the thing in terms of a one-to-one because this is the part we always get into the trouble is we want to have a one-to-one for everything specifically of like here's why this dude blew up and why these dudes did not is because they're here and he's here and blah 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 the thing like with his fellow veterans is they do discuss the call to them is him talking about like things happen in war Mm -hmm. i don't know if he says let it go but I feel like he does. So I don't know if it's... He says something like it's that. It's something to that effect. Like, he is trying to get him to move on from that. I think that's, like, one of my... One of the things that fucks me up and, like, holds me back is that they... The whole entire movie is one giant hallucination metaphor yes. thing. And in order to make that, like, an actual movie, you see stuff that he doesn't see, for example. There are... Mul- like, I, I did love that, that there are multiple scenes where you're like... And that's usually the dead giveaway that this is not a hallucination. Yep. Right. So you see those things. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that's happening because like we're seeing that and he doesn't even know about He's it. He's not even registered. Exactly. Like, yeah. what did, so this, if it's all in his head, how did that happen? How did we as the audience in this first person right. limited view see that? Yeah. But they, they gave priority to making an entertaining movie and secondary to the plot, which I think is usually where people start to make a lot of mistakes. I think it's probably the right choice because it isn't a very entertaining movie. But it's Yeah. It's a large scale yes to a small like it has consequences on a smaller level because they did so much of that it there's so many places that are just like just to like grind on me a little bit like this doesn't (laughs) this isn't like just smooth no i want it to be but i don't the the only thing i'll say in that regard is i don't need everything to be an allegory like i don't need everything to have a direct one-to-one relation like i can use metaphor in Let's the middle of this sort of discussion. I don't discussion question the car bombings yeah. at all. 
It's all That's just like yeah. made up fantasy stuff that he's doing because it's all like his brain trying to tell him like, hey, they did something. This is all exactly. how CIA black ops shit A works. faceless like, entity. Yeah. yeah. This government These did people this. are throwing you into a car. Like those are made up people that pick him up in the car Correct, and yeah. rob him up. Like that, that doesn't have, that's not a metaphor for anything. anything. It has nothing to do with anything. You know? Santa Claus robs <laughs> Yeah, that maybe has some sort of Christian message I'm missing, but like, that, yeah, that might be a metaphor, like a larger metaphor thing. Um, the in in I wanted to do a quick aside to gush on horror stylings of things because mm. we talked about the reptilian sort of like demon things. Um, the other thing they have is faceless. They do a lot of faceless weird things that are um, moving. They're Staying still, they but their do heads something are that I'm like, like, are they literally the originators of this? There's the uh, you think... see it sometimes now. You still, it's become kind of a common thing yes. where it's like the body will be standing still and the face will be very quickly like, contorting moving, and moving, moving to the side yeah. to side or up and down, and it like where it's uh, blurry. Yes, because it's moving so fast, quote unquote. Exactly. Know, right? Um. So in terms of inspiration, from what I saw, they uh they looked at. Francis Bacon's pictures for like the style mm. of, or like to help inspiration for style as well as H.R. Geiger because obviously Come on. Um, how can you not for that technically wise it was actually very simple they apparently just they all shot them in camera like they didn't do any effects mm-hmm. afterwards with a lot of these Did they just stand still and move their head real fast and then speed up the- they they move it at a reasonable rate, but they shoot it at four frames per second. So then it, then when you play it back normally, it's yeah. blah, 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 yeah. like a fucking it nightmare. It looks shit. great. It's honestly, I just love how viscerally eerie a lot of the stuff is. Like there are a couple of jump scares in here. Um, one of which I was like, Hey, come on. Mm-hmm. But all the other one, like the other ones I was like, these are okay. It's most, it's mostly just, Oh, dude, like, it has exactly. No mouth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, precisely. It's nothing like, Again, having just seen Insidious and watching them set you up and say, oh, they're going to look back. They're going to look forward. Oh, my God. Those... They're going to look back. Stop. And it's not going to be looking. there. Just stop Then looking. they're going to look forward again. Then we're going to wait 10 more seconds than we just did. And then we're going to do scary thing. And you're like, fucking stop. Like, enough. I yeah, don't. They just stop. In order to get people, they have to add so many extra cha- steps before yes. it that it's just like, this is taking they have- so long they have one trick that they've added a bunch of addendums to like a bunch yeah. of little gizmos and gadgets on the sides of it that they're like this is fucking here's a, a nightmare here's a new yeah. trick just have it jump out right at the beginning then. yeah all right have jump does that have it jump out right have at the a, beginning have a very slow creepy on. thing that we look at and watch the whole time you know what i mean like i like when you just see things the whole time that's what I'm, exactly that's what i like about this i like it when they're like, just looming in the dark what i love is talking about that actually as like an editing thing because in Insidious and, and those types of movies, it's all from cuts a lot of time. They cut to the one shot of the victim, then they cut over to the thing that they're seeing, cut back, cut back, and then to the scare, right? They use the edit to usually put mm-hmm. in the jump. Um, in this, there was a great sequence. During the hospital sequence, they have this, they return to this camera shot multiple times, and they keep cutting back to it, which is at the wheel at the back wheel of the gurney he's on mm. where at first we're in this yeah, dingy yeah, yeah. hallway and you're like, this doesn't feel right. It's like and a then, nice hospital at first and it keeps getting exactly, worse. And then and it worse. keeps getting worse and more and more like, Oh my God, the fucking third, like the third time they cut down, they're in this sanitary, like sanatorium, uh, sanatorium, sanitarium, sanitarium, like a, an insane asylum style sort of thing. That's more what they're looking at. Like that classic kind of thing. They cut back down and it's just 
cutting like it's just driving through body parts and meat and it gets the wheel that we're like pov on gets stuck on one and just drives it forward and then before it like yeah falls to the wayside and i'm like this is scary like i don't like this this is scary you know (laughs) but not in like a "Ah!" it was just like i'm deep like i would i'm scared because i think i'm there like we might be going real hard today <laughs> like we might be yeah. going somewhere else entirely. oh but, uh, right after that sequence um there was one that i really liked uh it's after he wakes up from that hell dream yes and he's talking to his ex-wife who's there to visit him with the two kids um, sarah which is also i believe a biblical name it's gotta be and eli is, and I forget his other son's name, but Eli is for sure another biblical yeah. name. Anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, he's talking to them, and she's like, I still love you. And we're, the camera is, like, basically on the bed next to him. So his bed is his head is, like, mostly in, in frame with, yeah. like, Sarah looming over him. And a voice happens from <gasps> behind the camera that says, like, keep dreaming or something that, like that. Yes, it says keep dreaming. absolutely Very what it was. Very clearly. And you see him get sad all of a sudden, and then we, like, cut to something else. But you never they see don't cut over where to... the voice came from that doesn't cut to anything. And I, I'm like, I've fucking never that seen was that, so, dude. Yes. That was awesome. Like, to have <sighs> the restraint to like yes! just have a voice and then not show it to you but have you like, i was like all right oh. jacob's ladder that was mad creepy because i have exactly. no idea what said it to him yeah. who said it like, i don't i don't have no frame of reference for how this voice got into this situation and i'm terrified and of the implication like, use it and it, you didn't make it a scary voice or something yeah. it was like a very it's normal a guy. clear voice is yeah. going keep dreaming and uh, it, oh. just that one time, and I was like, "Ew, yeah. dude, hell yeah!" There's some real, yeah. It's very good at skeeving you out to the point that if you watch this movie and you are a video game fan and you don't immediately see connections to Silent Hill, you're a fucking idiot. They, they say it's it based on this. It's absolutely. It's a hundred percent. Like oh. thematically, also like both thematically and visually. There's silent hill all over the fucking place it's actually great yeah we're just missing the full pyramid head this is silent hill the movie even i would argue in place of silent like there's a real silent hill movie and i think this is still silent hill the movie (laughs) that's fair yeah fucking hell yeah that bit that picture is awesome the other thing you talked about like they do a lot of the blah, blah blah sort of thing but in that hospital scene, which I think is like the main event in terms of scares, like after that, we really are declining mm-hmm. down from like. Well, I respected true, it also because yeah. it's not it, that scene to me wasn't like jump scares or anything. No, it was, it's a disturbing. It was it's just, just a, like, yeah, you're in fucking hell, dude. Yeah, this is where you're going unless the you figure way, this shit out right the fuck now. The way that doctor taught, like, again, the doctor is not doing. I kept. I'm not gonna lie. In my brain, I think I saw part of this scene. Mm-hmm. As a kid, and I also I kept getting it <laughs> mixed up with uh, I think it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure where they have the ho- there's a hospital scene in that <laughs> as well, and I keep mixing the two together, and I'm like, wait, why is the doctor being normal right now? And it's like, oh, because that's from Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's a ridiculous. It just makes me think of guy. the nightmare that Brendan Fraser has in Monkey Bone. Oh, Mon- you know Monkey Bone? Yeah. We fucking, watched Monkey. It's because I love Monkey Bone. I, just, I will always take. Yes, my okay. To there talk is a hospital scene. Thank yeah. fucking god! I thought I was. 
Um, I got to watch that now and have that be my mention Monkey for bone? next week. Monkey bone, absolutely. Um, but the the way the doctor talks in that scene, first of all, Jezebel is also in that scene. Yeah, she's like he a sees nurse. her and he's yeah. like, "Jezzy, get me out of here!" And he, the way the doctor is just asking these questions to him and telling him these things matter of factly, bone chill. Like, it's like stop, 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 stop. Because he says like, "No, you're you're dead." He's he he's like the th- the couple of the call and responses like, "Get me out of here!" And he's like, "Where is here?" Yeah, and he's like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Blah blah,", blah. and he's like. You, you whatever you know this is, oh he's like i want to go home and he's like this is your home you're dead like yeah, you're dead and just like the Does oh he my say this is hell i don't know if he says hell i can't remember but i think he gets cl- i think it's the closest thing we get yeah. to it i think one of the um, things was yeah. because we as we're going through the movie we know that some of these realities we're seeing are not going to be real can't be real yeah and one of them is true and where we actually are <laughs> when you're there and jesse's his nurse and shit you're just like oh fuck don't oh let my god this be the this one cow- you know? yeah <laughs> going oh my god if this is the right answer i'm yeah. so sad and then when he starts saying you're dead i'm like okay like that's that's Ooh. honestly a little better because then this is probably the fake one unless it's not and then we're in serious <laughs> trouble so much trouble yeah, so that, I do. Yeah. I, that's why I said to watch the movie first because there is so much guesswork of like, I love seeing a movie this old where I'm like, I actually don't know how this is gonna shake out. Yeah, know? totally. And it's from it's again, it's from 1990. Yeah, but it evokes the 70s, so it's like, I think at times it feels older than it is, even though like it's 1990. It's I think it's fine in terms of its age, but like it 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 gives you the vibe of the 70s without being a boring 70s horror movie that you hate. God, yeah, it's <laughs> like so it's engaged, sometimes. like the pacing is really good. I don't know. Art, yeah. let me say this now. I guess when we're wrapping up, unless you have anything else no, to bring up. Yeah. Um, you want that nap super bad, don't you? Um, no, thank God. <laughs> Do you, are the locks still in place on giving this a ghost skull? No. Alien? So we've, we've, cleared, we've cleared the runway. I don't know still. I still don't know, but um, it, I'm saying it, it can reach up there now. I think so as well. I or think it'll have, probably have show... Have you switched to Ghost Skull? I think so, yeah. I liked you don't it. have to. I liked Please. it enough yeah, yeah. where I'm not going to keep its rating down. So on the okay. site, I'll allow it to be Ghost Skull Alien. Yeah. I got to I gotta consider it more. We'll really see, Sometimes it's you don't know until you start just exactly. telling people about it, being like, you should really watch this. You should movie. really watch it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um but yeah, I like it. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any major, major complaints. There's still some of that stuff I'm struggling with. That's with what I'm saying. There's that, like, so much that ended up not being real. You know, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I. That's why I asked in that specific way because we clearly walked through a couple of them. Yeah. And one of them broke way easier than I thought it would, yeah. but others were absolutely still like yeah, wrestling lot, with in our brains. A lot to sift through there. We're really smart people though, so I don't know why it took us so long to <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> Like I said, I didn't even take one second to think about the movie. I kept living my life. Um, next week, uh, we, and by we, I mean just Brian and our good friend Danny yes. will be doing, what are we doing? The Vavitch. A.K.A. The Witch. The Witch. Yes. The Witch. From like 2014 or Still deciding something. if I'm just going to like watch it and send a clip for me to Please. <laughs> place Oh my it. God. Spl- um. I would die. Because uh, I cannot make it to that recording, no, yeah. but that's, oops, that's where, where, where is that streaming? Canopy, Canopy. Which oh, you confirm that it's actually streaming on Canopy. So it is on Canopy, okay. but 
but this is a formal thing to talk about check your library libraries have budgets when it comes to things like canopy so certain things are on the site and available but for example one of the sites i used to log in on canopy didn't it said it was this is limited by your library so libraries do don't mean? grab everything on canopy they have budgets with regards to what they put there. So were you not able to watch to. something on? I was able to watch it, but I had because I, I used two library. <laughs> I went to this you branch to to versus this library. branch and was able to get on it. Because I know you have a limited number of borrows. Exactly, and I believe that also goes to the part of the catalog that they're grabbing. I don't know exactly how it works. I was looking up a little. I was only doing a little bit of this. Just be in mind, the could site that, will say it's on Canopy, and you might not have access to so it. So could that be why we weren't finding that other movie? Existence? On? It might be. It might be. Like I on. have to... I'll, I'm going to go on the site right after this and get in the way I did with The Witch uh -huh. the first time and see if that's the same... If it says the same uh, issue code or the issue thing, that might also... It might technically be on there, but you might have to... Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Canopy's a little weird with that. but Y'all heard it, folks. You may have to find other libraries that you're also local enough yes. to, to sign up for to be able to get access to everything. Exactly. If you have family in an area that you... <laughs> yeah, most. I think a lot of libraries, you don't even need to show any real proof. It's you just like, put an address that you have. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can get a digital card at least. Um, I managed to watch uh -oh. something on British TV. Really? Through, uh, like... Uh, a VPN and just <laughs> supplying addresses that seemed vaguely right until it, what they accepted was. until it worked. <laughs> so somebody's Holy address shit. somewhere in, thank in you. London. <laughs> uh, thank Shouts you, out uh, random person in London. Uh, I hope that's like a really rich person. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you can catch Danny or any of our other guests. You can catch him. Uh, Grab them like this. Various episodes of the Bloody Stream by going to thebloodystream.com clicking on Pod People. I want to thank uh, John from Eyes of Historia for our wonderful theme song, Dead Walk. Absolutely. He's also in that Pod People section. 100%. So check that out. Absolutely. Big shout out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. You can find us on social medias, including threads at Bloody Stream Pod. And we will talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.